It's a wild ride here at Insane Rhetoric. Texas is at its shenanigans again and at their level best. What is it all about? Come on in, sit back, and enjoy the ride that is Insane Rhetoric. Hey, y'all. Good morning, y'all. How y'all doing? (laughs) Welcome to Insane Rhetoric. You know what time it is. (sighs) The world's what? Upside down. We're trying to do what? Make it right side up. Listen, we just ready and elated to be back and kicking off another episode, another show. I don't know what we're talking about today, but I hope it's funny. Because <laughs> our last show, oh, it was rough. <laughs> we we had some fun in it, but boy, it, them topics was going crazy. So, hey, let's see what's happening on the day. What's going on, sister? What's yanking? <sighs> yeah. Okay, y'all. Y'all go back. Y'all go back and watch it. Last last week, I ain't no telling what we're gonna talk about. It's free fall Friday, y'all. Mm-hmm. I know we usually say it's free fall Friday. Right, okay. right. Anyway, y'all go back and watch it next week. Go, because I don't know what we're gonna. I, I mean, last week. So I don't know so, what we're gonna. This so, week, this so, past week. Was, so my co-host is she's on location. <laughs> And I'm little, on location. And little Miho and Jesus and Hector Ooh, and Wine. And Hector ugly. and Hector and Wine little okay. children are in the background. He's he ugly, y'all. He's just talking like that. That's right. Don't do that. Don't do that. But y'all know I live in Texas, so but you ain't have to say it like that though. That's racist. I'm just gonna call my co-host out being a racist right now. Well, whatever. I mean, Kyle worse. Think I give a hell? Nope. Okay. <laughs> Y'all, so Texas, I Texas, all hail the mighty state. Oldest we, and we grandest. Should, okay, I'm sorry. We should, we should get a logo with a black guy on a horse in Texas riding through our scenes. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, Texas, Texas, Texas has come even more alive than they ever have before. Y'all, we've been keeping y'all, we've been keeping y'all in the loop ever since Texas decided that, uh, you know, Texas Texas decided that we shouldn't uh, teach social studies in a in the school systems anymore. Okay. Um yeah, okay. You know, I think people are so smart that they are stupid sometimes. They don't they don't look at the longevity of what's happening in the school system and when you do not teach a certain curriculum, what happens? How can you put the pieces together through American history? 
I don't, I don't, I don't know what these people be thinking. Okay, so <sighs> y'all insane rhetoric. We're back. What's good? What's Gucci? I don't know what this show gonna be about, but I better know it's gonna be funny in some form or fashion because somebody wants us to have voluntary relocation. That that would be involuntary. I'm sorry, involuntary is what I meant to say. I'm sorry. Y'all know Texas always leading the way. Okay, listen, y'all. So we've been talking about this since last year. So some of this time last year when they wanted to put the Mr. Whitfield, Holyfield, Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, and it came up in the middle of the critical race theory conversation. Well, Senate Bill 3, y'all. Senate Bill 3. Senate Bill 3, the 87th Texas legislature. It was in the second call session when they updated they updated the, the, the bill, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and it was the update to the instructional requirements and program. <gasps> yeah. So, November of 2021. Okay. And it's quite a few things in this field, right? But the main thing that teachers was um, the part about social studies. So a teacher may not be compelled to discuss a widely debated and currently controversial issue of public policy or social affairs. Now, what the, the wording that was was changed from House Bill 3979 was a teacher may not be compelled to discuss a particular current event or widely debated and currently controversial issue of public policy or social affairs. Mm. So it went from current event, current event to just taking that out and saying widely debated so anything that's widely debated about anything that's crucial can't be talked about in the school system so yeah. let me ask you this what are they going to write their papers on these days oh they don't have to write papers because there is no social studies in texas <laughs> once again here we go with the stupidity like See, I see this is what I know. The the history fact is this that people are so afraid of what other people think and say, they just want to erase the the history of their culture. But you can't do it. It don't matter what you do, you can always if you want to know, even if it's not taught in school, you can go find out what you need to know and it's and it's gonna show you know like i say back in what was that world world war ii 
when they was fighting against Hitler, the first thing that Hitler did in Germany was burn books. Now, if you ain't gonna eradicate books, Governor Abbey, <laughs> if you're not gonna eradicate books like you eradicating, you're supposed to be eradicating rape, then the knowledge is still gonna be there. It doesn't matter. Now, if you know how to seek it out, that's something different. If you don't, you don't, you do, you do. But you can't erase history. You can't reverse time. It is what it is. See, the best thing for y'all to do is just actually just admit to what y'all did. It was wrong. We did this. We was wrong for putting these people in chains and slaves and selling them. And then try to go from there and build a different rapport and reform the the not to not to be uh uh arresting black men for no cause so you can make some money on them so i mean until you do that i don't, I don't know what to tell you so you didn't get the part where you didn't get the part where the initial debate was for any social studies course. So one of the other things in Senate Bill 3 that was added to, to House Bill 3979. So House Bill 3979. Mm-hmm. Senate Bill 3. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So House Bill, one of the other things was for any social studies course and the required curriculum. Hmm. What was added for the Senate bill for any for any course or subject, hmm. any course or subject. So now we're not just talking about social studies. Right. We're talking about any course, including an innovative course, including an innovative course. Right. For a grade level from kindergarten through 12. So we don't want you to talk about such things that would hurt our little white children's feelings from grade kindergarten through 12. So I'm still trying to figure out what you're going to write the paper on then. Because that Listen, is, we're not finished. That was we we still in topics topics A A one and then right. A two A two is a teacher who chooses to discuss a topic described by subdivision one shall explore explore that topic objectively and in a manner free from political bias. Now that replaces this wording. It was the original wording in the original house bill. A teacher who chooses to discuss a topic described in subdivision one shall, to the best of the teacher's ability, so to the best of the teacher's ability was taken out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Strive to explore. The best of the teacher's ability strive was taken out. 
So she must now, or he must now, not just strive, not try to figure it out. It's a must. Do. It's a must. When you explore the topic, okay? And this is what else was taken out. From diverse and contending perspectives without giving difference to any perspective. All of that was taken out. And now it's just shall explore that topic objectively in a manner free from political bias. Yeah, I, I still don't know how you're going to do that. <laughs> that, that. That just basically handcuffs teachers. Right. Right. I don't, I don't, you know, that don't even, that's not even workable. Right. I mean, I, I think you should, you just should have just left it alone, took social studies out of the classroom in Texas and then just call it a day. Yeah. yeah because you can't, you can't viably teach an effective curriculum of any sort without some political view of something. Yeah. It's impossible to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So now so now we got this new thing where this this committee in Texas, education committee in Texas went to our board and suggested that we change the wording of slavery to involuntary relocation for second grade curriculum. First things first, you know once you change it for one, you're going to change it for all. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Now, second grade is important, y'all, coming from a teacher perspective. Second grade is important because just think about it. You send your kid off to pre-K, kindergarten. That's a whole lot of stuff about socialization. Having them kids still can't even walk straight, tie their shoes. They can't even put their shoes on the right feet, some of them kindergarten. Okay. All right. So that's a lot about learning your ABCs, identifying your ABCs, sometimes numbers. Um, You know, that's... At the end of first, at the end of kindergarten, you know, depending on your level, you're probably putting quite a few words together because you're introduced to certain sight words and all of this kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. All right, first grade, you're building upon that, right? So by the time you get to second grade, you're working on your writing skills too, uh, all that time, because half the time you can't even write your name when you get to school in kindergarten. Mm-hmm. Okay, because you don't know your ABCs. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. All right. So by the time you get to second grade, that's when you can put really start teaching. Okay, so in kindergarten in Texas, okay. All right, is the set the social studies. We're only talking about social study teachers, okay. The first one is that the study of the self home, family, and classroom establishes the foundation for responsible citizenship in society. Students explore state and national heritage by examining the celebration of patriotic holidays and the contributions of individuals. The concept of chronology is introduced. 
students apply geographic concepts of location, physical, and human characteristics of place. Students identify basic needs and the ways people meet these needs. Students learn the purpose of rules and the role of authority figures in the home and school. Students learn customs, symbols, celebrations that represent American beliefs and principles to contribute to our national identity. Students compare family customs and traditions and describe examples of technology in the home and school. Students acquire information from a variety of oral and visual sources. Students practice problem solving, decision making, and independent thinking skills. So I'm not gonna read all of this, but as you can see, like I said, in kindergarten, it's about making that connection between home and school. You're coming from mm -hmm. outside your home and you're learning about your community. And so as a teacher, you see, you know, and you go in the classroom or the homework that comes home is, you know, family tree kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, first grade, real quick, we're building upon what we said in kindergarten. All right. Now they now they're going to develop concepts of time and chronology by dis, by distinguishing among past, present, and future events. Students identify anthems and mottos in the United States and Texas. And students create simple maps to identify the location of places in the classroom, school, and community. Students explore the concepts of goods and services and the value of work. Students identify individuals who exhibit good citizenship. Students describe the importance of family customs and traditions and identify how technology has changed family life. Students sequence and categorize information. Students practice problem solving, decision making, and independent thinking skills. There's more, but this is the number one, the bait, okay. The eight strands of the essential knowledge and skills of social studies are intended to be in, integrated for instructional purposes. Okay, so they have eight strands that they talk about. All right, here we go. Now, let's go to second grade. Now we're gonna add, we're gonna do all those other things, but we're gonna build upon that by saying that students are gonna focus on a study of their local community by examining the impact of significant individuals and events on the history of the community, as well as on the state and nation. Students begin to develop the concept of time and chronology. So we, we're building, we're building. The relationship between the physical environment and human activities is introduced, as are the concepts of consumers and producers. Students, students identify functions of government as well as services provided by the local government. Students continue to acquire knowledge, custom symbols, and celebrations that represent American beliefs and principles. Students identify the significance of works of art, in the local community explain how technological innovations have changed transportation and communication. Students communicate what they have learned in written, oral, and visual form. Okay, so now they're writing biographies, they're studying biographies, folklore, mm -hmm. poetry, songs, artwork, 
nonfiction text is introduced. Okay. It's a lot we could talk about here, but we're not going to keep going. That's the thing. Which is all those things that you named, those categories that you named, just name is people's views and political stance. You can't talk about the fabric of the nation. <laughs> Effectively. Yeah. Because children have questions. I keep telling y'all on this show. Children want the dots to connect. You think that they don't care about the dots, that they don't know about the dots, and they don't. They don't know about what dots connecting me. But their brains think that way. You leave stuff out, they're lost. Make it make sense. So, especially by the time they're in second grade, they have heard so much. They have heard so much. And their parents are talking to them about a lot of different things by then. So, in order to cover up what, what happened in this country, you want to call it involuntary relocation. Mm. So, so when when you when it was involuntary relocation, what were they doing in the in the in the fields? Was that migrant work? What was that? Migrant work. Yeah, you're right. So you were getting beaten, and you couldn't leave your home. To go find other migrant work? <laughs> no, sure couldn't. Okay, I'm, <laughs> I need somebody to help me understand this right here. Mm-hmm. So it was first reported in our Texas paper here called the Texas Tribune. Okay. <sighs> I don't, I don't know. I don't know what else you could say to that because you just really are just handicapping, handicapping the situation of the ability to learn what you are and who you are. And it's a form to me, everybody. It's a form of slavery because anytime that you oppress information, <laughs> you can't really be free. <laughs> oh. and, and if you're doing it at that young of an age, you're indoctrinating them into a new system where well, it ain't new, it's new to them, but you're indoctrinating them to a system that holds back information and doesn't give the facts because you don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. This is the thing. When when I was growing up, it was all about competition. When I was growing up, it was about making sure that you were number one or at least number two. It was all about competition. There was no 
third, fourth, fifth place or participation trophy. You either was the best or you was the second best. The United States is built on competition. It's all about being better than the next. Even if, even in a negative connotation, it's about competition. Oh, the whites are better than the blacks. The blacks are better than the whites in this, or whatever the case may be. Whatever the arena is, it's all about competition. And if you look at it from that point of view, then if you're not equipping the kid to have what he needs or she needs, then how can they be effective in life? Because the people who do have this information beforehand, the generation that has this information beforehand is going to be 10 times ahead of the ones that don't have it. Now, you can handicap your kid all you want. Like I say, that's up to you. But the fact of the matter is, when the kid get beat up in school because he didn't, he was not aware of a of a racial slur because they didn't teach it because they didn't want to hurt nobody's feelings. Then you're gonna wonder why he keep getting beat up every time you say something. <laughs> I mean, so, this was a group of nine people. Now the Texas State Board had several groups looking into this because they asked several groups to help them reconsider. Um, ways to teach social studies since we had um, the house bill last year right mm-hmm. okay so this is a group of nine this particular group even um, included the university of texas rio grand valley so ut rio grand valley uh was on this a professor from that school was on this committee so And they're not going to have the final vote. Texas Board of Education is not going to have the final vote until November. Okay, So they got a lot of different groups trying to help them work through this. So uh, it was in a June 15th meeting. The meeting lasted more than 12 hours. So this uh, Asia Davis who's a Democrat that represents Dallas and Fort Worth, brought up concern to the board saying that the wording is not a fair representation of the slave trade. So once the board read the language in the suggested curriculum change, mm-hmm. um, they sent it back for revision. So here's the actual wording. Quote, for K through two, A through two, carefully examine the language used to describe events, specifically the term involuntary relocation. That's what the board told the people to go back and work on. So Aisha Davis say, I can't say what their intention was, but that's not going to be acceptable. I don't know why you can't say what their intention was. They just told you. <laughs> I mean, it was bad enough because in two in 2015, y'all probably don't know this, but in 2015, our textbooks changed the wording from African slave to workers. <laughs> it was all it was all an uproar. 
it like it don't it don't it, it don't matter this is one thing when you understand the history of african-american people it don't matter what you call it because everybody that's anybody who's old enough to know it was slavery and then if they have taught their children that guess what they're going to teach their kids yeah. So so you can't you can't separate the spirit from the body without it dying. So here's the problem. They were given the copy of Senate Bill 3, right? We just mm-hmm. went over what Senate Bill 3 says. And of course, they're trying to figure out how to go around that. Okay. They're trying to figure out how to go around that because state law says that slavery cannot be taught as part of the true founding of the United States. Hey guys, this is Fire from Insane Rhetoric. Check this out. Listen, we need your help in sustaining future episodes, conversations, so we can bring more of the craziness and the insanity to you that's going on in your community, in your city, and in your world. Can you please help us to donate to Insane Rhetoric? And your small, medium, or large gifts are more than appreciated. And we would love to keep this station coming to you and giving you the information that you need about the insanity in your world. So check this out. Please, please, please donate to Insane Rhetoric so we can sustain future episodes. Hey, thank you once again. Fire out. That slavery was nothing more than a deviation from American values. That's what the law is saying. So they're trying to come up with a way to to, to do it based on Senate Bill 3 that says, okay, well, we can't really teach such studies in a true way because we don't want to hurt the little children's people. Listen, it's not even about little kids. All my life, all my life, those white people who were not offensive, those white people who saw themselves as just people and saw black people as just people, okay? Because there, there are some out there. We tell you this all the time that we don't believe complete white community is a problem, okay? Those people, all my life, if you start talking about slavery, they go and start apologizing. And we saw it here on this show. Y'all go back and look at it last Saturday. Y'all go back and look at it. We had our friend on the show. We talked. We don't have any problem with him. He don't have a problem with us. He jokingly called himself the token white boy. Okay. But it came up a couple of times as we were talking about guns and stuff going on in the different communities. It came up a couple of times that that white boy said, I'm sorry, y'all. Mm-hmm. He said it so many times that I was like, boy, you weren't there. What, why are you apologizing? Yeah. You ain't got to keep apologizing yeah. for crazy people in your race. Yeah, I don't apologize for the crazy ones in mine. 
like so it's really about the guilt that white people feel for yeah. things that they did not do yeah and, 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 and that's what I'm saying it doesn't matter when you have a conversation with any person over the age of 50 about history I don't care if it's black, white, Hispanic, Puerto Rican, whatever, Mexican, it doesn't matter. They know what they have come through and they know what they have seen in their lifespan and they know how people have treated them during their life if it was any type of of racial kick back, push back toward them on any level, be it Asian, be it Mexican, be it Black, be it white, they know and they know what they feel like. And when they have experienced that in their own life, then I understand why they apologize to other people in different races because they know the same type of feeling. That's the thing. You cannot you cannot erase erase that it has happened. It doesn't matter how you word it. At the end of the day, somebody's gonna come back and kick it up and say, "Yeah, y'all kept us enslaved for four hundred years." It don't matter. So what's next? So what's next? So now you're gonna tell us what words we can say personally. And that and, that, and and that you're gonna censor you're gonna censor our wording. And that, and that would be the thing. There's certain you know, words like, that we can say listen, across the United States listen, you can't say slavery. Listen, like, but they already doing that. Listen, like, like everybody on the show know that I have a favorite word, retarded. You know, you like, oh, you're not supposed to say that. I'll tell them what the hell I'm supposed to say. I say what I want to say. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not, I'm not in the school district. I'm not teaching um you know any any type of subject of anything like that but what i am is living life as a black male and you ain't finna tell me what i can and cannot say period especially on our, my show insane rhetoric with my co-host uh you ain't finna tell me what i can and cannot say i don't care if it does go live so Stephanie Alvarez is a professor, is a professor at Texas uh, UT Rio Grande Valley. And um, she said she wasn't at the meetings when they had the discussions of this because of personal reasons. But she said, here's her quote about the language, the language that was used. Quote, extremely, she found it extremely disturbing. Mm. Stephanie Alvarez, she's a UT Real Grand Valley uh, professor. So, second grade, the concept of slavery is not necessarily taught. Because remember, we, we went over to teach, right? It's like community is making the connection between community and home. Mm-hmm. So, they were trying to fill that deficit, is what they were trying to do. Right. Okay, we're going to talk about slavery, but how do we talk about it based on? Senate Bill 3. What do we do based on Senate Bill 3? Right? And look, I'm so fed up with people in the United States and trying to get around who they are. That's the problem. Just admit 
what you have done. And it might not be you directly, but your, your descendants, your ancestors, just admit it that it existed. It's easier to go with that because the people have experienced it then you to trump up some garbage wording and language to try to go around it to make you feel good and to make your children feel good man just admit it and keep it pushing that's 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 that's, that's all you got to do just just admit it publicly and or whatever in the in, in the arenas that you were in and say yep slavery sure did exist you know, from the from the foundation of 1776, when when the country was even founded, our forefathers kept slaves, was raping slaves, and doing all kinds of stuff with slaves in the back room behind their own wives and all that other good stuff. And they stole from these people and wouldn't allow them to grow in this aspect. Just freaking admit it. Then you don't have to have nothing hanging over your head because. Then, when you openly admit something like that, then you know how the the system is going to work. They're going to be looking at you like, okay, we can't trust you for nothing. But that's the case anyway. So the point of the point of this conversation, adding it to second grade curriculum, is so that you what they're wanting to do is compare journeys to America. So. You have a voluntary Irish immigration and involuntary relocation of African people during colonial time. Okay. So Irish people were white though. So it's to compare is to compare the journeys to America, including voluntary immigration. Irish immigration and involuntary relocation of African people. But it you is can't to compare the journey, right? Yeah, I, I get it, but you can't compare those two like that because shoot, the, the Irish came over here under their own mind and authority, and they were offered things for as work to come over here and do what they needed to do and start a life as new citizens the people from Africa were drug over here. <laughs> but that but that is the comparison. That is the study of comparing contrast is that you show that this one, you had this one, then you have this one. You line them up together and you compare them and then you find out the contrast. That that's the point. I, I mean I get that, but I'm I'm what I'm saying is that involuntary relocation, I get it. I get it, really, I do. But that ain't a good comparison when somebody forced you to do something. Is is that that? I don't know what to say about it. it. It's just to me, I think it's BS. I think it's garbage. You know what I'm saying? And because you just, it really comes down to you don't want to own up to what you did, and as and I, I can't go no further with that. With, so Annette Gordon, just... Gordon Reed, who is a history professor at Harvard, said that using the words involuntary relocation to describe slavery, what it does is that it threatens, these are her words, that it threatens to blur out 
what actually occurred during that time in history. I think we all agree on that, that those words, involuntary relocation, you're trying to blur it out. You're just trying to, you're just trying to say, okay, let's just kind of gloss over this. We don't want to say it. But she further goes on to say, there is no reason to use the preferred language. Young kids can grasp the concept of slavery and being kidnapped into it. The African slave trade is unlike anything that had at the time or has happened since the numbers and the distance. Like, there's nothing like it. There's nothing else to compare it with here in in the United States of all the horrible things no. And the good things that have happened in this country, there's just absolutely no way that you could stack it up against anything else. But that's the whole point of why they're wanting to bring it into the classroom is to figure out how to add it to the curriculum where you can compare and contrast the journeys that people made and how we became the America that we became. You so, came, you came to became America. You became because you got kicked out of England and they didn't want you. Okay, that's one journey. The Pilgrims. That's one journey. The children know that journey. They learned that in kindergarten. They know that journey. Did they? There's well, a lot of. <laughs> did they? Did, they didn't did, learn it. They don't learn it the way they do it, right? Oh, 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 okay. okay. But they learn about the Pilgrims. Okay. Now, there's other people who have journeyed here, right? The, the whole concept of Ellis Island, and we talked about last Saturday, people swimming over the Rio Green trying to get you uh, and the wall. Okay, so there's lots of different journeys that people make with this country, which make this country this country. Okay, so. Yes, there's a deficit, but you're trying to say that if I tell a young kid about this, call it slavery. Well, I'm gonna tell you. When you tell, when you teach kids, when you say something about slavery, and kids talk about slavery, they know it's wrong. They like they 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 can't understand why that even happened, and they're like, we're so glad that doesn't happen now. Like. Even when you tell it in the most kid way, you can tell it. And kids know, these kids nowadays, they know what a kidnapping is. So yeah, they have to be taught that about stranger danger. Yeah, they're smarter than their parents most of the time. Like, so you can teach it. But here's the thing. You got little white kids that's going to be crying, looking bad about themselves because they great grandpappies. And their great great grandpappies was beating up on little black people. Why they want to just go over there and lick them because they look like chocolate? Hmm. That's what you're trying to stop. You're trying to stop having to talk about it when you get home. Mama, this is what we learned in school today. Little Becky, what did you learn in school today? Well, Mommy, Big Becky, we learned how all the white people used to beat up on all the black people. Mommy, why did you do that? I'm sad. Yeah. Oh, this is this is appalling. I gotta go to the school. 
and and say something. <laughs> Nigga, sit down. Okay. Y'all did. So you don't want to tell them the truth and you want to give them a sense of self. And I get that, but the type of sense of self you want to give everybody else, you're beating us down at the same time. Yeah. All right, all right, I, 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 I'd have my limit with uh with racism. My limit is right here. I'd have my limit. <laughs> and it, that's just, it's just freaking stupid. Listen, I admitted to y'all last Saturday that I'm Republican. I admitted y'all already figured out I'm. A, you say you who? I'm, I'm relatively conservative. Y'all figured that out. You Republican? When that happened? He was at the show. He was at the show. I can't was. be your friend no more. Oh. <laughs> I'm just following my, I'm just following my, my black ancestors. Oh man, I don't know. Listen. I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. Mentally exhausted. Look, Dan Patrick. Look, that's not the only thing going on down here. Dan Patrick told me he want to push uh, for, for a bill where you don't say gay in Texas. Because, you know, in Florida, they got a thing where you can't discuss LGBTQIA+. Plus. I learned what it was. <laughs> okay? You can't talk about that in Florida. So, It's just like I said. I'm gonna tell you the the best thing was happening is in every arena, people are so freaking sensitive that it's gonna come to a point where nobody's talking, right? Because because you didn't censor everything and nobody's talking. What other community did we have where you couldn't talk and everything was censored? What other community did we have? I don't remember. I I, I just listen. Cause see, I'm to to me, I'm a smart person. I'm very smart. So if you don't want me to verbally say something, then I just walk around with a retarded chalkboard and just write everything on my chalkboard and say (laughs) (laughs) it was like it was he a deaf mute my heart? No. I can't talk thanks to the government. <laughs> so I was just, I didn't verbally say it. <laughs> like, come on, man. I, I just, I'm really like, I'm really like over that. I'm over it. Fed up. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm cool. And that's why I guess I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like want no kids to come into a world like this. Like my kids already in this world, and I don't know. I don't know if I want them in this world like this. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. You know, like uh, it's just it's horrible. You know, the atrocities that people do. I I just ain't got time. So, alright, man. So what's going on with Pharrell? Well, should I heard he paid off some uh, HBCU uh, uh, tuition. Yeah. That's what I heard. 
Which is a good thing. So he fell in line with uh, another black billionaire that did it for a couple of, uh, for one particular school down there. Was it Howard? So um, uh, this young lady, this person, student named um, Channing Hill. Uh, they 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 were their hometown is Euless, Texas, and they were attending. She's attending her senior year at Howard University. And this coming fall, mm -hmm. and uh, he paid up eighteen thousand dollars of her wow. school debt. Wow, that's a yeah, plus, right there. Eighteen thousand dollars. That's a plus. That's good. Yeah. That's good. It man. was her and four other students. And they were all from um, black colleges and universities, historically black colleges and universities. Mm -hmm. It was some, who was that? Somebody else had did that before him. And I think he was a black billionaire. And some some white uh, lady, I forgot who was the, the host of that news show, was upset because he paid off their debt. And, and then she going to say, well, how would, how how are they going to learn responsibility if somebody paid off of it? The same way you learn responsibility. You know what I'm saying? And you want somebody to pay off your debt and you're thankful, but when a Black person pays off another Black person's debt, we, we ain't supposed to do that. Get the hell out of here, man. That's like I, I just don't I just I just don't I just don't like stupidity. Yeah, I don't care who it comes from. That's just that just don't. She led a student protest protest at Howard. This mm. Hill Channing Hill. Mm -hmm. She led a student protest at Howard demanding the school take action against the adequacy of student housing. Mm. And she so won how, an NAACP image award as a youth activist. So wait a minute, how we got jacked up dorms? All that money they take in? They ain't taking their money for the dorms, they're taking their money for different for other programs. Yeah, the but 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 still and all, you got that listen, when you're talking about finances and money, I don't if you ain't got adequate places to put people, that's a form of imprisonment. <laughs> and if you ain't upgrading your 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 facilities, then no, that's you in the stone age. You know that's that's not gonna work, especially with all the money that you take in for programs and that you're charging for tuition. We have a we have a school up here called Washington University, which is one of the top schools in the country, where all the doctors go for their medical practice is here in uh, Missouri. And then SLU University is where a lot of them go for their law degree. Washington U and St. Louis U are the two top schools, one of the two top schools in the nation. Every time they get money, they updating something and building something. <laughs> we don't know that they're not building something and updating something. I'm just saying, if they earmark money to be for the college or for the drama school, they can't very well take it over here. That's misappropriation of funds. I get that. But so what they're I'm trying to raise money and they've not done it yet. And they and then they're over here working on this, then they can't update something that they don't have the money for. Then you need to shut it down. Because if something so is not they're running trying to find so that they're trying to find the money now because it's become uh, polarized 
giving me, then that's a different story right there. But you should, but you knew that. But you knew that. You knew you knew that eventually some some was gonna get out about about your school, especially a historic black school. I don't, <laughs> so I don't you should. I don't doubt so, any of that, but they can't close down the housing because then they wouldn't have no students. No, I didn't say close down the house. I was talking about close down the damn school because you're pulling enough money in from any and everywhere to do what you need to do. You may be pulling money in, but you cannot misappropriate funds. I didn't say like, nothing about misappropriating yes, funds. Yes, you said no, you're pulling in enough no, money. I, you, right, you pulling in. So it, there should be a fund for everything. That's I didn't say take it from one if program and put it to another. Fund, if nobody's feeding the fund. Come on, man. We we know better than that. Nobody's we know we, 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 we know we know that there is money out there. You're talking about major people who write for different grants and loans and different things to get what they need done into any university. I ain't trying to hear that. I'm not taking you to tell you to some to buy into the music program and then put it over in the drama and arts place. I ain't saying that. I'm saying you know what you got to do to make your facility up to date so people would want to keep coming to this historic black college. Just up, get shit updated. Whatever it is. That's all I'm saying. Put a GoFundMe page. Put a GoFundMe page up for Howard. My, did y'all ever set up my GoFundMe page like give me a date? A date? Yeah, remember we're supposed to set up a GoFundMe page. For a date? No, what no? What was I supposed to do? Anyway, I don't know. <laughs> let me get off of that. Anyway, so President Biden's administration reportedly they're also planning to cancel ten thousand dollars in student debt per borrower. Yeah, how many of them are gonna be black people? NAACP uh Derek Jackson. I mean Johnson, Derek Johnson and Luda, NAACP. Mm-hmm. He say that's not enough, but I mean ten thousand dollars per student debt per per borrower. It and it ain't enough. It depends on how it depends on what school. They're. Yeah, it depends on what school they going to. I don't know. Yeah, like like I said, because my thing is like if you if you go to a school where the tuition is fifty two thousand a year. <laughs> what is ten thousand not what is ten thousand dollars toward that debt? It's nothing. Yeah. So so I mean it depends. Like I mean, ten thousand dollars will pay you off in a JUCO college, but not in no major university. That's only just, that that ain't even gonna cover a semester in a freshman year. This is what I'd like to have. I'd like to have a What's this? What's this? They, they gave us twice in the public. What was that called? I don't know. I don't. It's twelve hundred dollars they gave us for the For the first, you talking for the who? Twelve. You know the twelve hundred dollars they gave us for the Oh, stimulus package. Stimulus package. The STEMI. Okay, I'd like for them to give me a fifteen thousand dollars stimulus package for this year. They need to give every American a fifteen thousand dollars stimulus. Why? Plus, 
Now, you know I don't believe this. I'm a Republican, right? But I'm just, just going, let's just, just go with the fortune. <laughs> when you start talking numbers, it's hard to wrap my mind around some craziness that I'm starting to hear. I like. <laughs> just go with the fortune. Oh, okay. <laughs> Give each person a ten thousand dollar stimulus. I just said fifteen thousand. Okay, fifteen. <laughs> fifteen thousand dollar stimulus plus all the black people giving their forty acres and a mule. I don't like how this is going. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like how this is. <laughs> Shaping up at all. So you want 15 grand, 15K. That's my 40 acres and a mule. 40 acres and a mule. Yeah, what about that? I don't think that's going to work out. <laughs> I don't think that's going to work out at all. I, I... Okay, anyway. So, think about it here, Brian. So, you can hit us up on IG, Facebook, YouTube, live stream on Saturday mornings. You can check us out on uh, Owl Tales. You can check us out on, uh, what is that, Amazon Music. Oh, man, we, we, we on every social media platform that can be thought about for the most part. If it's a major social media platform, we're on it. So I just want to say just this. Just remember the joy to ride that it's insane rhetoric. And we will see you later. 15K and a 40 acres and a mule. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Thank you for joining us on this free Fall Friday. Come back and join us again next week on Rewind Wednesday. But until then, don't forget to enjoy the ride that is insane rhetoric. <laughs>